Welcome to part two of my analysis of the music of Metal Gear Solid. If you haven't listened to the first part, go back one episode and you will find it there. Those of you who have done so already will know that we looked at how the four note string motif that was heard in the main theme was utilised in the game, despite the theme not being featured in the game itself. And we explored some of the more ambient tracks that fans of the game found to be the most memorable. Some of you may think that I missed one key ambient track. Ah, there's a reason for that. I know exactly what you're talking about, and I have been saving it for this episode. This time, we're going to be listening to some of the pieces that are key to the game's story. Now do you see where I'm going with this? I hope so. Now before I go any further, as we are going to be talking story details, consider this your spoiler warning for Metal Gear Solid. No, I do not mean minor spoilers, I'll be talking about key plot points in detail and how they connect to the music. The first of which should not be that surprising as this is a well-documented and referenced scene from the game. If anything, this music has been on record to be one of the main takeaways from the entire game, period. The reason this track is so memorable is because of how the music is connected to the cross-dimensional trickery that the enemy in question pulls on not just our protagonists, but also the players themselves. For those who haven't taken all of the hints, or anyone who hasn't played the game before, of course, I'm talking about the Mantis Hymn. Music fit for the horror genre. There is a pretty good reason for this. We hear this music after Snake rescues Hal Otacon Emmerich from the Cyborg Ninja and been tasked to meet up with Meryl Silverberg, an estranged relative of Colonel Campbell. She's just at the adjacent floor, so it should be easy to find her if not for her genome soldier disguise. But something is off about this room. The music has changed from when we visited this floor the first time. It's only later, when the music stops playing, that Snake notices the music has stopped. It's non-diegetic. The music exists within the environment of the game. It is the music that Psychomantis uses to not just read people's minds, but possess them as well. Mel is fully aware that she's being controlled when she does, but can't do anything to stop obeying Psychomantis' commands, even if it means putting herself in danger. This must be absolutely horrifying for Snake, who doesn't want to hurt Meryl, and for Meryl herself, who simply doesn't have a choice in the matter. C minor is already a very unsettling key, and then add to that the instrumentation of just a choir, it reminds me of an initiation ceremony that an ancient cult would recite. Even the force of that alone just gives me the creeps. No wonder this music, and the character associated with it, has gone down in video game infamy.
Another moment in Metal Gear Solid's story that has stuck in my mind, and I'm sure it's the same for the fanbase at large, is the first initial scuffle against Liquid Snake. Being the mastermind behind this terrorist takeover, he's sure to have a few tricks up his sleeve. The first of which is something that was hinted at the beginning of the game, the Russian gun copter that is so affectionately dubbed the Hind D. You really feel that Snake is basically outmatched against a full-on copter. During the game, you hear this when Snake is repelling down a communication tower, whilst also trying to dodge all of the bullets and rockets that Behind D, piloted by Liquid, has to offer. It's pretty tough to control, whilst not trying to get hit by not just the gunfire, hot steam, loose foundations, falling debris. Unless you're constantly moving, you're a sitting duck. The only way is down. The story is filled with espionage and action, we all know that much. But this is one of the best video game stories of all time, it can't just be nothing but action, right? Yes, that is true, there is more to it than that. In order to make a story worth remembering, you need strong and well thought out characters that give the action some substance and reasoning. Those characters also need some developing of their own as the story progresses to make them more relatable to whoever's witnessing the story. So a lot of twists and turns are to be expected from a story such as this. Some more subliminal than others. Let's listen to one of the more sombre pieces of music that accompany the more emotional side of character development. Coliseo. There must be a reason for naming music as unnerving as this after the Roman Colosseum, right? When you revisit a room where a boss battle took place, which you inevitably will with this game's backtracking, you hear this. It's only when you bask in the aftermath of fights against characters like Psychomantis and Vulcan Raven, when you start to think to yourself questions like, could this have been avoided? And am I doing the right thing? The instrumentation of the piece is just strings and choir. That's all you really need to get the message of survivor's guilt across. Snake may be a clone of Big Boss, as we find out later on in the climax of the story, but that doesn't mean he isn't human. He can still feel. Who knows what sort of emotions he must be going through when he's just trying to carry on his mission. To make things worse, one of Snake's support team has a personal stake in this mission. 
So much so, a personal vendetta has been carried out against Snake as early as the mission briefing. That person is Dr. Naomi Hunter, and this next piece is strongly considered among the fanbase to be her theme. Enclosure Grey Fox, aka Frank Yeager, was Naomi's brother. After the events of Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake, in which Snake defeats Fox in the middle of a minefield in Zanzibar land, Naomi vowed for vengeance. She injected Fox Dye, an engineered retrovirus that simulates a heart attack when recognizing a person's DNA, into Snake. This was disguised as a jab to give Snake the necessary nanomachines to complete the mission, which Fox Dye was mixed in with. After Naomi's parents died, Grey Fox was the only family she had left. Now he's been brought back to life as the Cyborg Ninja, nothing more than a test subject for the Genome Project. This must have been traumatizing for Naomi, and Snake doesn't blame her for her actions but family matters will have to wait. If we don't want the world to suffer from a potential nuclear strike, the mission must come first. Now he's on a mission against two different times. Not just the time left until the nuclear launch, but time against his own mortality. This emotional gut punch of a twist works incredibly well with the music. Going back to basics with a symphony orchestra, one theme with developing harmonies and counter-melodies as the theme starts to loop. Ending with a Picardy cadence is just the icing on the cake for this piece. Without a doubt, this is one of my favourite pieces of Metal Gear music from the entire series. Nothing short of sensational. That's most of the story-specific themes of Metal Gear Solid covered, save for one more song. All of the huge major key points of the story are accompanied by the same piece. Most of the time you'll only hear the introductory a cappella portion of the song. If you thought that was a separate song, I don't blame you, I thought so as well first time round. But no. That's just one half of a bigger picture. Of course. I'm talking about the incredible, the best is yet to come. Redemption, sudden realization, determination, pure grief. These moments and emotions that are explored through Metal Gear Solid's theatrical cutscenes are accompanied by this song, or some variation of it. The lyrics were originally written in Japanese by Rika Muranaka, who is also credited as the producer for the song. Those lyrics were then translated into Gaelic by 
Blanive ni Hoffi to be eventually performed by vocalist Afa ni Fiari. You don't need to know an English translation to understand the message of the lyrics, especially after playing through the story of Metal Gear Solid and witnessing the ending. Snake's last three words before riding off into the snow-ridden Alaskan sunrise were, Let's enjoy life. I think he includes all of the challenges and troubles that life brings. We all have only one life, and we need to take advantage of that as best we can before it gets taken away. One of the reasons why I thought of the concept of this podcast in the first place. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Listen to the key. We're in A minor. The relative minor to, you guessed it, C major. The key that all the other keys start from. Just like life itself. The orchestration is also very minimal compared to the rest of the soundtrack. Low pipe. Fiddle, bouzouki, double bass, and percussion. Mix that with the vocals, and we get an absolute feast for the ears that allow us to get our breath back after the thrill ride we have just finished. I was speaking about life earlier, and how we all should make the most of it while we can. Well, if Metal Gear Solid has ever crossed your radar, and you've never taken the plunge, go for it. If you don't like it, then fair enough. At least you gave it a shot. But the soundtrack is a must-listen, if you ask me. Take some time to yourself, get the best sound system you have, and just listen to the whole thing from start to finish. Then you'll understand why this game, and the series it would eventually spawn, has completely taken over the memories of so many 90s gamers. Not even just that generation. With modern day methods of preservation, present and future generations can now look back and witness this masterpiece for themselves. Millions of people found something that they can truly believe in from this game. Something so strong that they want to pass that belief on to the future. And that is exactly how the series will carry on, in more ways than one. Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. Talk about from one monumental upgrade to another, am I right? If you know, you know. If you don't, hang back for another couple of weeks and I'll explain everything then. I absolutely love this game, as this is the first Metal Gear game I ever played. 
So I'm going to give this the best amount of care I possibly can. Yep, you guessed it. Another multi-parter is on the way, and it will stay that way for the rest of the series. I know I haven't been as active on my Twitter, at LJComposer, as I should. There's a good reason for that. I'll explain all at a later date, when I have all the finer details cleared up a bit more. What I have cleared up, however, is my website, lewisjamesmusic.com. Now I have separate pages for my podcast and for my music, avoiding any confusion. If you really enjoyed this podcast and would like to support me financially, then you can do that on my coffee, which I will link in the description of this episode. Thank you for listening, and prepare yourself for an absolute treat in the next few episodes. This has been a Lewis James production of My Melodies of Life.